You're listening to the All Elite Podcast, your favorite AEW fan podcast for in-depth analysis and discussions about the number one growing brand in professional wrestling today, All Elite Wrestling. This podcast is broadcast live on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch on behalf of the No Holds Barred Network. The network is your source for wrestling interviews and podcast content featuring independent wrestling and AEW. Also, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. So sit back, relax, and interact in the live chat. Enjoy the show. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the All Elite Podcast right here on the No Holds Bar Network, your source for all wrestling podcast content and more. I am your host of the All Elite Podcast. As always, my name is Kyle Mashers. I am your Canadian prince, your self-proclaimed greatest host and the alone host today as I am not joined uh, by my usual co-host, who is, uh, you know, just for her, I will list off her ni- nickname. She is the Queen of the Indies, the Lady of the Light Tubes, the Heartbreak Chick, and, um, oh my god, how am I forgetting her? Like, see, this is why I need her and her sign. Queen of the Indies, Heartbreak Chick, Lady of the Light Tubes. Why am I forgetting one? EVP Giggles, that's right. She laughs all the time. I should know that. But she's not here today. She's uh, taking a day off today, so I'm doing the podcast solo. That's right. I'm doing this solo all by myself. I get to sit here, talking to this microphone here, and talk to myself for an hour. That's that's going to be fun, guys. Hope you guys enjoy this. If you're listening back, uh, I'll do the best as I can here doing a solo podcast. Um, I don't mind doing them. It's just, uh, you know, it's different when you're doing a solo podcast. You don't have someone to play off of. Um, so basically, if you're listening back on audio, I'm going to be interacting a lot with the chat today. So you guys in the live chats that are interacting with me right now, uh, feel free to drop messages. I'll read the best as I can here uh, on the air. If you are an audio listener, you're watching back. This is where you can come and be a part of the conversation. Come join the live shows. We're live every Sunday night here on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Periscope on Twitter. Um those are where you can find our live platforms on behalf of No Holds Bar Network, which is that logo right there. Um, yeah, I'm going to do do my best, everybody. I'm going to do my best. So I see all y'all in the live chats right now. What's going on, everyone? A lot of you guys are saying AEW, like here, Kilroy. AEW is building some serious momentum. Years from now, we will be looking back and talking about how special these shows are. Enjoy everyone. That's right. We're going to look back and be like, you know, back in my day. When I first started, when I first started watching AEW, they had a lot of great guys. There's this one guy named Chris Jericho, and he was, oh, he was a great, great competitor. That's exactly what we're gonna be like. When it comes time to it, that's exactly what we're gonna be like. <laughs> Anyways, um, I see all you guys in the chat, the Facebook chats. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk a lot. We're gonna talk the best we can about everything AEW this week. It's been an interesting week. Um. Coming off the high from last week with the whole CM Punk business, 
that was like an incredible week in wrestling. Now, like we had his dynamite debut and all out slowly out around the corners is that literally tomorrow begins the all out week. Cause we've got the two go home shows. We got dynamites and rampage go home shows. And then we got the pay-per-view next Sunday uh, a week from now. So I'm interested. I'm very, very interested to see how this week plays out. Um, and I have some news to talk about, which we'll chat about, but uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, I'm seeing a bunch of you guys. Let me just catch up on the chat really quickly here. All those years of taking of talking to yourself and you're finally, finally paying off. Kyle. I know, right? I get to do it here live on the air. Um, but hello to everyone. Laura Kyle, if you needed a co-host, you could have just asked. I, I was going to ask someone, but like, I, I, I figured I'd just do it by myself. I'm fine. I'm, I really am fine doing it by myself. I was just kind of kidding around in the beginning of the show. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely talk to about AW with myself. And you guys, especially. That's why I have the live chat. That's why you guys are here in the live chats, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about you guys out there joining in the conversation in the live chats, and we want to discuss stuff with you. Uh, you don't want to just come and watch. Like, there's too many podcasts that just sit there and review the whole damn show, like, match for match, and then just talk about what they saw. Everyone saw it. We're here to see what your opinions are and give our opinions on what we saw. Um you guys, bro, if it doesn't blow up, blame Kyle. It's all his fault. Yeah, just blame me if it does blow up. Um, I did see the page thing. Sal Michaels in the Facebook chat. I did see that in Paige's. Uh, you can see like her Funko Pops right there. I can point at it. Uh, Paige has been one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. I was beyond excited when I seen her tweet that. Um, I'm interested to see what goes on with her if she stays in WWE or she decides to walk away. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know she's really big on the Twitch thing, so obviously that plays into a factor with that company. Um, I can't wait for the battle royal. Me either. Could she be the Joker card? Paige? No. Paige is still locked with WWE until next summer. Or is it next summer or 2023? When she uh, signed with the backstage stuff, uh, Paige signed like a four or five year extension. I think it was. Um, I believe I read the reports today that it would be a year. I think it's next year or the year after her contract's done. Um, who knows? Who knows really with her? Um, who knows? I would love, I would absolutely love to see Paige. Derby. I don't know. <laughs> Just cause the way they book. I'd love to see her spread her roots and, and go to other companies like an AEW. I think they would do a lot better things with her. Um, just in the meantime, while I give me a sec here, guys, I meant to. Okay, I now have my automatic host. Never mind. I host on my uh, Twitch channel, which I'm going to go live after the show, too. Um, but yes, yeah, Sal, um, she's locked in for a couple more years. So I don't see her going to be here at the, the Battle Royal. For sure, I can see Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho for sure is going to be, it looks like the, it's all but confirmed that she's going to be with AEW. It's big, big signing if she does go there officially. Um, I love her, all her promo videos. There's like a lot of interconnecting things in her promo video. Like the last one she posted with the gas station. Apparently that's the same gas station in the same filming location that Sonny and, and Joey Janela did. I don't know if there's a connection there between this, but... Uh, that was also being, or that was like also shown and seen. I see Wade. I see you in the Twitch chat. Freaks and Geeks reunion page and AJ. Oh man! If they both go to AEW, like zip up the body bag already, Wade. Like 
I won't be able to stay alive, man. If I ever seen that happen, I would faint instantly. Instantly, I would faint. Um, she did say she's not leaving WWE. Everyone says that, Isaac. Everyone says that. And then look what happens. <laughs> um, it just... She, if she's saying it now on her Twitch channel, it's because she's still technically with WWE. She's not going to say she doesn't want to be with WWE if she's still with WWE. She's not going to say it. No one, no one within WWE says they don't want to be here until they leave. <laughs> so if she, we don't know exactly what she wants. Because clearly WWE, like, they have this, like, stranglehold over everybody and don't let them speak their minds. Um, Yo, Ruby's a Joker card. I'm sorry, guys. I'm ch- catching up my chat. A lot of you guys chatting right now. Uh, Ruby so is going to be the Joker, I think. Yep, I agree with you, Kilroy. Uh, Jackie, wishful thinking that she could pop up in AEW, man. <laughs> I wish. It's just a fantasy of mine. I'm fine with Ruby being the Joker, but I really want to see Deanna. The big money matches Deanna and Britt. Title for title. Yeah, I would... I, I, I'd I like to think that's where they're going, Bert. Um, for some reason, I still think that uh, they're going to do like a Thunder Rosa... And Brit, I think Thunder Rose is still the girl that's going to take the belt off of Brit eventually. It's not going to be Statlander at all out. Uh, I can see a th- either a Thunder Rosa or if Ty Conti gets a little bit of bigger push, she could probably eventually take the belt, be a good babyface win. Um, but right now, they have to ride with Brit right now. They have to ride with Brit. She is way too hot to just drop the title just like that in a month or two. Like, they, I can see her being champion up until Revolution of next year or even as far as a Double or Nothing next year. She's going to be champion for a long time. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I do want to see more crossover, though. Like, I would love to see some more Forbidden Door stuff happen, right? Because we, we've only seen, out of Impact, we've only seen, what, the Good Brothers. We've seen... Um, couple of people here and there like a lot of aw stars going over there really out of not a lot of people out of impact going into aw which i thought there was this thing with the with the with the forbidden door we'd see a lot more of that but who knows what's going on with that story um what else we got here in the live chat before i continue on i just want to catch up with a lot of what you guys are saying have them invade the battle royal that'd be cool that'd be cool i wouldn't mind seeing like an invasion type of thing or just like a bunch of knockouts come out and you know, kind of hijack the battle royal. That would be dope. That would be really dope. I that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, I don't know if anyone caught it. Like NWA, there's a couple AEW stars in the NWA Women's Show last night in Power. Uh, I saw a lot of footage. There was one cool footage of legit Layla Hurst doing that like German suplex, like off the corner turnbuckle German suplex, which was really cool. So props to uh, all the women there last night in Power. That was, uh, from what I seen, a really cool show. I probably most likely gonna watch the replay. Couldn't catch it live, um, but for what I seen, looked like a really cool show. Uh, Brian and Ruby were supposed to pop up in New York show. Yeah, okay, I have some news on that, Isaac. I'll get into that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the women's division is where the I agree, Jackie is where the the women's division should be where the crossover happens. So they could do a lot. There's so much going on with like the male talents right now in AEW. They could. Do something like that with the females. The females need something. They need something. There's really like maybe like one and two, one and a half storylines going on. That would be a really cool storyline. It would definitely would put a lot of eyes and and spotlights on the women's division. I do agree with that. Um, sign Mercedes. They, are you talking about Mercedes Martinez? Uh, I don't know. If she'd want to go back. Happy time to Awesome Kong. Yeah, I saw that. The whole thing with Gail Kim. That was really cool. 
But uh, <laughs> Lana may be the Joker card. <laughs> I mean, Miro keeps talking about his super hot wife. So, I don't know. We should come in. It's like, I think it should be CJ Perry or they think of a new name for her. I don't know. Um, AW wouldn't own your name. So, she could probably come in as CJ Perry if she really wanted to. But uh, we're talk about uh, some more stuff, guys. We're getting into the podcast now. Um, so I have a couple of things to talk about before we get into Rampage and Dynamite and get my thoughts about that. Um, so actually the first one, it, actually these first couple of things, it kind of deals with, um, Dynamite and Rampage. So the big thing here is you saw the title of the video or, or the podcast today, Brian Danielson confirmed question mark. So CM Punk had his Dynamite debut. We saw it this week. Massive reaction. It was great. Love to see that. I'm so it's still like over the moon happy that he's here in AEW. Uh, I got, actually got a story <laughs> about CM Punk, guys. I'm going to share with you guys, and it really sucks for me. And I, I still have to reach out to a few people on Monday and see what's going to happen. So uh, on CM Punk's debut, so at that the, last, uh, the first dance rampage, he makes his debut. Within 10 minutes of his debut, I was informed by someone I was watching with that his new shirt was on the shop. Bam. I was one of the lucky few to get through to the shop, get the t-shirt ordered and ordered. And I don't, I don't go through shop AEW. I do like, cause I live in Canada. So it's the global shop AEWs for everyone around the world, except for the United States. So I got to the site, I got through and I ordered the shirt. No problem. I have the timestamp and the email and everything. I ordered it at 9, 10 PM Eastern time on the Friday. He debuted 9, 10. That's when I ordered the shirt. I got it. Few days ago, I got the shirt in the mail, or was this uh, earlier this week? I got I got the shirt. Guess what shirt I got? It was a CM Punk shirt. It was it. Was not the Ringer style T-shirt. It was the plain white shirt that they ad- didn't advertise till the Monday. Till the Monday, shop AW. Till the Monday, you didn't advertise that till the Monday. I got that in the mail after ordering it on the Friday. On the Friday. So I didn't get the ringer style t-shirt. I got the plain white shirt without, you know, and when I say the ringer style, I wore the, like, the black here on the neck and like the sleeve part, the, the, the black trim. Didn't get that one. I got the plain white t-shirt. Even though I ordered 10 minutes within his debut, the plain white shirts were not a, a thing. They weren't in existence. With the time that I ordered. So why the fuck did I get a white t-shirt? The site didn't show the white t-shirt. I should have screenshot it. That was my one big mistake. But I didn't know I was going to get fucked. <laughs> but yeah. I got a plain white t-shirt. And like. I'm. I hate complaining. I honestly hate complaining. I hate it. Like. Hate. And when I say I hate complaining. I mean like sending a physical email. And complaining about something. I hate doing that. But I had to. I did it. I got a response from them on Friday, which was like a generic copy and paste response. I'm like, no, 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 no. Then I replied, sent a big descriptive email saying like, you know, this is basically false advertising. This is not what I purchased. I spent a lot of money. And just to give you guys a little perspective of how bad the Canadian dollar is, when it's converted and you you add the shipping and all that, it was close to $55 to $60 for this damn t-shirt. And I didn't get what I was talking. And I didn't get what I got. I paid f- almost $60 for that CM Punk t-shirt. Okay. And I didn't get the correct one. 
So I replied back, did not get a reply back after that. So like I haven't heard anything from them. So tomorrow I'm going to be contacting them again. If they don't respond, I will take my frustrations to Twitter, which I again don't want to do, but I need a response from them because this is a kind of a little bit of a bullshit situation. If I ordered the damn shirt 10 minutes within his debut, I should have gotten the ringer t-shirt. It's what you advertised. You know, I can't be in the wrong here, right? You didn't advertise the white shirts until the Monday. Killer in the chat. I heard they bought up all the ringer shirts in the U.S. and still didn't have enough to. That's insane. But see, the company that they print mine for, because I live in Canada, is not from the United States. It's from a company up here. And they advertise the ringer t shirt. So why the fuck would they advertise the ringer t shirt if you didn't have any to begin with? It's false advertising. It's plain so. It's false advertising. I'm not happy. I, I paid almost $60 for one t-shirt. And it wasn't the correct t-shirt. D- Demon Diva, I see you. Hi, Isa. How are you? Talk about timing. Sorry, you caught me in a little bit of a rant because I ordered the CM Punk shirt within 10 minutes of ordering it. Didn't get the ringer style t-shirt when it came in. I got the plain white one, which didn't get advertised till the Monday. So I don't know how I got fucked over with that. So... I'm in like a little email war with pro wrestling tees. Still haven't gotten a response. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, back to like what originally I was talking about before the shirt. So Punk made his massive debut or his dynamite debut, massive reaction. I love the line he dropped. I love the line where he said that he's not the voice of the voiceless anymore. Great. That was a great line. And that he said that there's people back there that actually listen to people that speak. So that was awesome. I'm glad he said something like that. Um, I decided I'm just going to get mine at all out. Yeah, good. You know what? Good good luck, Isak. Literally, good luck. Good luck. I really hope you do get the right shirt. I really do. All thoughts and prayers are going to you in getting that right shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the line he dropped. Um, he put Darby Allen over huge. Uh, but the big thing out of his promo, the big thing out of his promo, obviously, is like, you know, one thing I noticed too, he was kind of like trying to trigger the yes chant. Did you guys notice that? He was kind of like trying to trigger the yes chant. The way he was saying things garnered the crowd to chant yes. And it didn't happen until, and when it finally happened, you saw the smirk on his face. So I'm like, this guy right here is like trying to get, he's trying to garner that yes chant. And then, sure enough, he gets the yes chant, gets on the mic. That's not my shtick, but you have to be a little bit more patient. Basically, all but confirming that Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, obviously he's going to be called Brian Danielson. He can't use Daniel Bryan, but he's confirmed AEW, which we kind of already knew beforehand. I think he was basically confirmed. Um, and then I love the part where he's like mentioning April on TV, and then April, like, uh, quote unquote, AJ Lee, uh, tweets out, oh, he used my government name. <laughs> Just funny. It was funny. Um, yeah, in the palm of his hand. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, speaking of Daniel Bryan, this kind of sucks because it involves me a little bit as well. So news reports of his debut is being pushed to all out from the Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium show in New York uh, due to the growing concerns of COVID-19 and restrictions. Um, so it looks like they've pushed uh, his debut to... Uh, he pushed his debut over to... Um, 
all out. And I'm just going to do something right now because I saw something that popped into the chat, which I'm going to get rid of right quick here. So give me a moment here, folks. And I'm just going to do something. Uh, do I have a mod in the chat? I'm going to just block that guy real quick. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, he's been blocked. That account's been blocked. And I'm just going to report him real quick. There we go. Thank you, Metal. Metal's a mod. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, back to what I was saying here. Um, God, that really like just ticked me off there. I apologize, everybody, for that. That was... <sighs> I take a sip of water. One sec, guys. That was messed up. That was my anyone listening on audio, I apologize. There was something that was said in one of our live chats on YouTube and I had to pause for a moment there, so sorry. Um it's been taken care of. Um anyways, um back to what I was saying. Uh the Daniel Bryan stuff. Um Yeah, so Daniel Bryan's debut, I guess, has been pushed. I guess it was supposed to be at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, pushed all out. I'm wondering how they're going to make his debut and how they're going to do it now. And I'm like sitting here looking at the all out card and I'm like, like, where, where do you do this? Like, how is he going to do this? Is this going to be after Omega's match? Is it going to be after Punk's match? Is he going to come out with, with CM Punk maybe? And he's going to be in his corner because, you know, Sting's going to be in Darby's corner. Is Punk going to have Daniel Bryan in his corner? Or sorry, Bryan Daniels in his corner. That could be something they do. Not exactly debuting in a match, but at least debuting in AEW. Um, so you guys let me know in the live chat. Well, how do you think, how would you book Daniel Bryan's, uh, debut at all out? Um, so was it maybe after Miro's match? Maybe he goes right after Miro. I think it all depends on what kind of program they do. I'm just going to pull out the all out card right now. Just so I have something to look at. Here we go. Um, they can do it there. If they want to do something with Pac and Andrade, I think that storyline is going to carry over all out though. Um, maybe Moxley. But I think I I want to say Moxley, but I have some I have like a, a prediction about Moxley later on. Um, that's the only kind of matches I could see. Maybe that uh, he does come out and do something. I think he will be in the G one to be honest, because obviously the deal the original thing was that he wasn't signing back with WWE because he wanted to do New Japan stuff, and obviously with AEW he's got that freedom to do a bunch of AEW things. So I could see him being in that G1 climax at, uh, at this year's yeah this year's G1. I really want to see him this year's G1. There's so many banger matches we're going to get out of him through the G1. So, um, Brian Alvarez confirmed Brian is going to be at All Out, if you believe what he says. So, Kilroy, I believe Alvarez more than Meltzer. Let's just put it that way. I, I take anything that Alvarez says way more than what Meltzer says because Mel Meltzer is without him actually saying he's a WWE shill he's he's and what he says a lot of the times is like grain of salt and it does eventually like not pan out I've seen a lot more with with Alvarez than uh with uh Mel than Meltzer um 
Staring with Punk after he wins. If they want to do Punk versus Brian right away, I wouldn't. I would hold off on that, especially with what's going on right now in the U.S. with all the all the COVID stuff. Um, I would hold off maybe a little bit. Um, and if uh, I have some other news too, if if what Tony Khan wants to do is true, that would be a place to do it. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with Daniel Bryan. I'm really interested now if he's going to be all out. How they're going to debut him. Um, to be honest, Miro is going to beat Eddie and maybe after the match, Miro cuts a promo saying, so here's the thing. Like I, that match, I'm still torn on. I actually still torn on predicting Miro and Eddie Kingston because I could see that going either way. Eddie Kingston getting the TNT title before Arthur Ashe stadium would be cool. I wouldn't have done that match at all out. I would have waited till Arthur Ashe maybe dethrone Miro then, but if, Eddie Kingston does dethrone Miro here. Um, Arthur Ashe would be a cool thing. He'd walk in as a champion. He'd get like, the biggest reaction. But in saying that, I still think the Kip Sabian thing is a storyline unless Kip comes and he screws over Miro. And that's how Eddie picks up the victory. Um, that's something else that they could do. We'll see. Because I haven't seen Kip Sabian in forever. So maybe he's finally good to come back. We'll find out. And then Adam Cole, too. That's right, too, man. Adam Cole, he's coming to AEW, apparently. All but confirmed. According to CM Punk Shoes, he's confirmed. If we want to go buy CM Punk Shoes, because he's putting letters on there. He's got AC, BW. So, like, if we're going by CM Punk Shoes, Adam Cole's pretty much confirmed. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah. And it kind of sucks with the Arthur Ashe stuff. Uh, especially for me. So I live in, obviously you guys know I live in Canada. If you don't know, I live in Canada. Um, I don't think I'll be able to make it to the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, unfortunately. It really pains me to say that because there's just a lot of, a lot of growing concerns with COVID. Like it's, it's growing, it's growing up here too. Like it's going out of control. Um, so there's that. And I live with someone that's extremely high risk health wise. Um, so there's a really big concern with, uh, living with, uh, that person. Um, and also for some reason, plane tickets are extremely ridiculously priced since I can't drive to the States and fly. I have to fly out of Canada and it's just, it's, it costs like twice or three times more than my actual ticket in the arena where regularly I've flown to New York before cost me basically nothing. So I really can't. I'm moving into a new apartment in, in November. I can't really be spending that kind of money right now. So pains me to say that I don't think I'll be going to the Arthur Ashe Stadium show unless something drastically changes. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, um, which is sad because I really wanted to go to that show. Um, and it sucks, man. Like, it sucks. That's why, like, I, I, I hate I hate when I see, like, all like. I, I don't want to get into a political debate with the COVID stuff. That's not why I'm using this platform for. Um, I have my reasons behind it and why I got the vaccine. And I, I think people should too, but I'm not going to get into that here. Um, it just sucks that, you know, now it's, and now look what's happening. The like, case are going out of control. So, you know, it sucks, but it is what it is. You know, there'll be other shows that I'll be able to attend to. It just sucks. Cause this is going to be a big monumental show. But uh, speaking of shows in big stadiums, Tony Khan has said that he wants to have a show in Craven Cottage. 
and that's AEW's UK home, apparently. So this is the football team he runs. Um, if I can say this right, I full is it Fulham Fulham FC? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Why is this article not? Yeah, here it is. Fulham Fulham FC. If I'm saying that right, anyway, it's a full, it's the the soccer team that uh, that Tony Khan owns. So they play in a stadium over there. Um, so it says here, quote from the Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, Tony Khan says, I have thought a lot about it. I don't have an exact date where I can announce it yet, but I do want to come over to England. It's a huge part of my life. I want to bring AEW to England officially. The TV penetration penetration we have is amazing. It's a great thing we have going on with ITV and people buying AEW Plus on Fight. Having Dynamite and ITV and ITV4 has been amazing for us, and we have some great wrestlers from the UK, male and female, so I really want to go over there. Khan then revealed his plans to make Craven Cottage the ground of Fulham FC, AEW's UK home. Fulham FC is owned by Khan's father, Shahid Khan. Uh, so I thought it was him that owned it, so it's his dad. I can't announce exact dates, but I will say for the first time officially, I want to bring AEW to Craven Cottage. Very much so. So... For you guys that don't know and don't know what it looks like, I did something for you. So I'll put it up on the screen for you guys right here. This is what it looks like right here. So the top left is a like an aerial view. The one on the right and the bottom left is what it looks like inside the stadium. Now the bottom right photo, this is actually the plans that they have to, uh, it's an addition. So if you look at the top left of the photo on the right side there, they've they're, what they're planning on doing with that right side is what you see in the bottom left. So they're planning on doing this big hole addition, this whole like lakeside thing um, with the stadium. But this is where they would have it. Uh, I looked at the capacity. Okay, so Jermaine's been in the chat there. Likely that will have half the stadium, not that big, less than 20,000. So I looked at the full capacity, Jermaine's. Uh, uh, I don't know. You can correct me because you live over there. It said 25,000. I, I, I don't know if that's wrong listed on the internet, but uh, either way, if we're looking at the field right now, you got to account for the, the, the floor seats as well. It's still going to be a big show. Anything over 15,000 people is a big show. So that would be, I think, a really big show for AEW if they can have like a dynamite over there or maybe like a, a pay-per-view maybe. I think that would be pretty cool. Even a dynamite would be awesome. So um, I don't know. See, I'd have to – I mean – if you look at the bottom left and the top right, like these are, uh, I guess these are views from the seats. Just like as you can imagine, like a wrestling ring in the middle there. I don't think it's too bad. Like I don't, it, this is about the size of like I don't know if there's is there NFL stadiums that are bigger than this stadium. So I I don't know what the difference would be. So when they do the upgrade, they're doing oh okay so twenty five thousand when the upgrade are complete okay I see that okay, anyways um. I don't know. I think it would still be cool. And I think people would go anyways. So that's that's pretty big um, with that. Let me switch back to the screen here. Um, so there's that. Um, I didn't see any more news other than that. Uh, so, oh, so John Moxley, it will not be facing uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi at uh, All Out. He instead will be taking on Satoshi Kojima. Um that's still cool. I, th I think Kojima appeared on Impact not too long ago. Um, I guess New Japan, I, I guess uh, Tanahashi has a match like something like 48 hours or 72 hours after All Out. And they don't want him to, him Moxie to wrestle just yet, according to reports. Uh, Moxie cut a pretty good promo too, though, to, to kind of like 
uh, promote it and promote now facing Kojima. Um, but uh, I'm not sure why they didn't do this promo on Dynamite in front of like. If you listen into the background, there's a match going on. So, like, the live crowd didn't get to hear this promo live at the same time we were watching on TV. Which, like, I don't know why they do that. I would want to see, I mean, unless they didn't think the crowd would have a big reaction to it. Um, that could only be the, that could be the reason why I didn't think, that could be the reason why I think that they didn't do it. That's just, that's just me, though. Um, the match should still be good, though. I wonder if Tanahashi would still show up, though, after maybe setting up a possible future match or maybe even a possible Jay White because I know Jay White's going to be in Chicago that weekend. He's only booked for, like, one indie show. I can still think or I, or I still think that he's going to show up at All Out in some capacity. This would be pretty cool to come and stare down John Moxley and set up a match at, like, a future New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong show or maybe on Dynamite, maybe, like, Finally, Jay White comes into AEW, has a couple of matches, and, and AEW does a couple of short stints here. That could be something. Maybe he's at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show. Maybe him and Moxley have a match. It's a pretty good selling match at Arthur Ashe Stadium show, if you if you ask me, the Grand Slam show. Jay White versus uh, John Moxley. I'll take it. If it's not for a belt, I don't even care if it's for a belt. I'd still take those two going at it. Um, or yeah, even a stare down with Omega would be dope, too. Yeah, that's right, Isaac. Um, but, yeah. So there's that. Um, other than that, like the rest of Dynamite and Rampage this week was pretty good. BTU is hilarious. You guys have to catch up on BT. Um, a lot of a lot of cool stuff happens on there. Um, but uh, as for Dynamite, so they open up Dynamite. I saw the people complaining about this. So they opened up with Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy uh, to open up Dynamite. I actually had no problem with this. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I loved the whole dynamic they had. It was entertaining. They did a lot of antics with, like, the the delete thing and the hands in the pocket. Um, Matt Hardy, like, broke his nose, though. There's that cross body and uh, Orange Cassidy landed directly on his nose. And, oof. <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy didn't look good after the match. There was that one picture. And I know, like, Rebby Hardy's just losing her fucking mind after seeing anything like that. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a little bit of an interesting bump there. Um but yeah, can't wait for. I'm just gonna read the chat here a little bit, guys. Can't wait for the permanent Wednesday shows. Not a fan of all these different night dynamites. So I, they're only doing the one dynamite on Saturday in whoof, September because of the NHL opening week or something like that. I, I know it's gonna be a lot better when they finally move to TBS, so they don't have to work around other sports. Can't wait for that. Um, I would like to see Punk on BT. I think Punk's eventually gonna make a BT appearance. I don't think he's gonna be there regularly. But I can see him making a BT appearance eventually. Um, oh, my God. White versus Omega versus Cole. Who's the real leader of the Bullet Club? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be funny. That would be funny. That was a good one. Uh, Chris Jericho had a, like, a little in-ring segment. He wants MGF in one more match. Uh, he says if uh, MGF beats him, he'll never wrestle again. He'll kind of transition to commentary. Uh, MGF was wearing that T-shirt, the MGF shirt, uh, MGF three, Jera blow zero. And they actually sell that shirt on the shop. Go figure. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm not really digging. I'm not really into this match. It's not really hyped me up any, like, because we just got it too. I feel like, again, and I think a lot of you guys are in the same boat. I think MGF and Chris Jericho should have been the final and fifth stage. 
or the sorry the tra- uh, what are they calling it? I always forget the name now. Uh, someone's gonna correct me in the chat, but you know Jericho's trial things. So the final one should have been an all out, and that should have been uh, MJF and Chris Jericho all out with this stipulation. So it kind of just feels with your labor. So it kind of just feels. Thank you, Jackie. It just it feels weird that they're having this match again. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you guys are as hype in, in, uh, about it as I am. It's really not doing anything for me right now. Sure, it's still going to be a good match. Um, the intrigue is there to see if this is going to be Jericho's final wrestling match. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe he is transitioning into a, a commentary role. Maybe he's kind of done with wrestling. You know what I mean? It sucks because, like, AW is not the company to go back on their word yet. Like, we know, like, the Cody thing. Like, he hasn't... He's not going to wrestle for that title belt just yet. We don't know. I mean, that was a stipulation he had. We don't know. Eventually, he could. Um, they could, like, work their way around it. If Jericho ends up losing and doesn't wrestle again, but then eventually wrestles down the line, someone, something brings him, like, out of retirement, and they make an exception, who knows? Who effing knows? But to me, I'm just not as excited to be like to, to watch this match again um nice throwback to jericho goldberg uh, yeah yeah I, I know what you mean there uh is this considered jericho's retirement match i mean in a way yeah because he says he'll never but he says he'll never wrestle in AEW again he mentioned in AEW, so he could go to japan and have a match and you know that, that would work out um but mjs again he's won that he's worn that shirt he's won three times who knows? I can see either way, to be honest. I can see MJF winning, and that's like a another way of Jericho just putting over the hell Jericho or MJF over big time and then going to commentary. Like, if we think about it, like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because, like, Jericho could go to commentary, and, like, what if he does If he does win, like, what other matches would we want to see with him in AEW? What, what, what more does he have to do? He was the first world champion. He's not going to be a TNT champion. I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's, you know what I mean? Like, what else is this guy going to do? Um, what if, oh no, not with Brian Danielson. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I think this should have been the final labor. They shouldn't have had that, that match already. So I'm not that excited about it. It's still going to be a good match, but hey, it is what it is. Um, they had this tag team tournament thing finally come uh, come through. So like on Wednesday, so Lucha brothers had played double duty. And I just, I was thinking about it. I'm going, Oh my God. So Lucha brothers literally had two matches because they filmed rampage after dynamite this week. And the Lucha brothers had a match against the varsity blondes on dynamite. And they had a match against Jura- uh, Jurassic express on rampage. Literally, these guys just had two banger matches in the same night. Literally pulling double duty. Good for them. Because both matches were really good. And we had Lucha Brothers beat. I really thought the Varsity Blondes were going to move on, to be honest. Or it was going to be Jurassic Express. But the Lucha Brothers end up going through. They're going to face the Young Bucks again at All Out. uh, And it's going to be in a steel cage. This is another match where I'm like... Like, I'm hyped. Because I know these two teams have the they have the ability to put on a really great tag team match and an epic tag team match that can literally steal the show it's just like we've already gotten these two at all out before we've gotten these two teams a shit ton of times in AEW already 
why do we need to see it again in a steel cage? Like, what's the purpose of seeing this finally in a steel cage? Unless they're going to go finally build off this whole Pac and Andrade situation, I don't see what the reason is for the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks facing off against each other again. Like, if the Lucha Brothers win the belts, that's something, but I don't know. I don't think the Lucha Brothers are winning the belts because I think whoever wins out of the FTR and Santana and Ortiz next week, which I'm almost certain is going to be Santana and Ortiz, I think the Young Bucks are going to face those two at Arthur Ashe Stadium show. I'd much rather see Santana and Ortiz face the Lucha Brothers. Sorry, I'd much rather see Santana and Ortiz take the belts off the Young Bucks because that would mean a lot more at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show than them taking it off the Lucha Brothers who just want it all out and they're going to lose it like two weeks later. Because I'm almost certain that this is where it's going. This is like where it's it's headed, is to the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, and that's where the Young Bucks are going to drop the belts. It's going to be the Santana and Ortiz, and we're finally going to get the big push of Santana and Ortiz that we've been waiting for since the beginning of AW, since they first showed up at the first All Out. <laughs> Literally, it's been since that moment. <laughs> um Anyway, so I got a bunch of messages here. Let me just catch up here. Um, Lucha Brothers are incredibly impressive. They are incredibly impressive. It's just, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, yeah, see Sal Michael in the chat. I couldn't believe Jurassic Express lost. As much as I hate to say it, I want the Bucks to win and drop the titles to PNP at Grand Slam. Exactly. is exactly what I just said, Isaac. There you go. Um, if they do, Canadian Destroyers off the top of the cage. <laughs> the roof will come off the arena. Oh, my God. If they do that, Jermazing, uh, I just pray no one dies. You know, no one breaks a neck or breaks a clavicle or just breaks anything. Um, I just, I, I don't want to see this again. I, I'm, I'm okay. Like I said right in the beginning, I'm excited for these two because they're gonna put on a banger of a match. Could be match of the night. Could be one of them. But there's a lot of other matches that could be match of the night. So this is gonna be tough to get match of the night. I just, I'm not as hyped for it. I would have been more hype if it was a team like the Varsity Blondes, if it was a team like Jurassic Express. Even if none of those teams won the belts, I would have much rather see them at All Out and get at least a chance to get put over and, and shine at the pay-per-view. Because now they're both those teams aren't on the pay-per-view. And I believe that both those teams deserve to be on the pay-per-view right now. Both of them do. Both of them have put in the work the last couple of months especially Jurassic Express, like Jungle Boy has been way over split since, I mean, since switching his theme song, but both teams in their right mind have, have, have done incredible the last couple of weeks. I just, I didn't, I didn't like the, the outcome here. I really didn't like the Lucha Brothers winning as much as that, that pains me to say, because I know it's going to be an epic match. I think they could have gone another direction here. Um, anyways, uh, Jamie Hayter had her return match on Dynamite. So we haven't seen her on AW television since like the f- like eight since Dynamite started in like those first couple of months. I remember she came in for a couple of matches and then uh, she went back to the UK and then COVID happened and she couldn't come back over. Got in like phenomenal shape. She looked amazing. I love her gear. Uh, could be a very big part of the women's division, man. She looked very good in the ring. She looked great. She looked like she hadn't missed a beat whatsoever. She looked really good. Uh, Red Velvet's also come a long way. She looks great as well. She's done. She's another girl that's put in the work. Um, there's the one big thing in this match. So Red Velvet looked to have maybe botched the moonsault. I don't know if anyone caught this. And she landed on her head. 
And they kind of went to like a quick finish after this. Like it was like a move or two after and then they finished the match. Um, and then even after like in the beatdown, she didn't look like she was 100%. I think she may have knocked herself out a little bit. Um, probably a lot of uh, like cobwebs she had to shake out. But like, damn, the moonsault that she missed didn't look good at all. She looked like she landed flat on her head. So I hope she's okay. I really do hope she's okay. Um, let me just go back to the live chat. But do you think it would have been too obvious for the other teams as they weren't getting us the Bucks? Not really, Jackie, because I don't think the, the Lucha Brothers are going to win. Because why, why would they win? It, AW does stuff right here. They're not going to make the Lucha Brothers win. And then unless... The only way the Lucha Brothers are winning, if the story at Arthur Ashe is not going the way I think it's going. If it's not going to be proud and powerful at Arthur Ashe Stadium to take the belts off, the Lucha Brothers winning will make sense. So I guess we kind of have to wait until then. Because um, then the only way I could see them, the Lucha Brothers winning is because they have something planned with the whole Andrade thing. And, you know, they're going to use the belts to kind of uh, help uh, kind of elevate this whole mafia faction that Andrade and Chavo are doing. That's the only way that they can make this right. If not, it's a bust. You don't put the belts in the Lucha Brothers for no reason. Um, I mean, they already had gave Jurassic Express versus Bucks for the title. But they already gave... <laughs> Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers a hundred times. So, <laughs> uh, I just, they, 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 I mean, it was for the AAA titles at the one all out. So like, what's the difference to me? Really? There's no difference. It's, it's still a title match. It's still the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. And it's still at all out. Like the only way Lucha Brothers are winning is if they have a story for them. It does not make sense for the Young Bucks, the way they're positioned right now, to lose the belts for no reason. Just to want to give the Lucha Brothers the belts just because to have them. That makes no sense at all. And it's dumb. And this is not a company that makes dumb moves like this. There's always something bigger at play here. There's always a reason to their madness. They treat their belts better than any other company out there. Their belts all mean something. When they change hands, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing when any of their belts change hands here. So, we'll see. Again, I would have gone something different. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the match. I still would have gone with something different. It, it, it's going to be the Young Bucks winning no matter what. It's going to be the Young Bucks winning no matter what. Um, anyways. But yeah, Jamie Hayter looked good. Red Velvet looked good. Uh, the Dark Order is another big thing that's going on with AEW that you know, there's a lot of question marks with. Um, are they Okay. It's been a lot of stuff with Dark Order. We've seen over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if anybody's been catching it. Whenever there's been a Dark Order entrance, it's usually Colt. He kind of looks back at the tunnel going like, oh, where is everybody else? So there's like a lot of dysfunction within the group. We saw this week Silver and Reynolds kind of walking away from Evil Uno. Reynolds was like questioning Uno and saying like, you know, you're not the new leader of the Dark Order here. And, you know, everyone's kind of, even Alan Five Angels was like, you know, we're a family here. Like, what's going on, guys? So... Is this setting up for something? Are they doing this for a reason? I don't know. <laughs> because I would love to say that they're doing this because of Bray Wyatt, but this started way I think this this kind of this dysfunction kind of started before, if I'm not mistaken, before the Bray Wyatt uh talks with AEW had even started. So, um someone correct me if I'm wrong, when they did the whole like Dark Order coming out to try to save Hangman and Evil Uno and Stu Grayson stopped it. That was before 
the Dark Order, or sorry, that was before the Bray Wyatt talk started. So this could have been already planned, um, which is interesting because I really know what what's going on here. I can see Anna Jay's been mentioned in the chat. Anna Jay, I think, is literally ready to come back. She's even tweeting hardcore. Um, she tweeted about uh, TJ being reunited because the Iconics, or they're called the Inspirationals now, are tweeting about going on this like wrestling tour together. If they stop by AEW, give me a match with TJ. Give me a match with TJ. Give me that match. <laughs> um, but yes, as for the Dark Order, I would be cool. I would be, would be cool if the Fiend or Bray Wyatt or Rotunda, whatever he's gonna be named, comes in, and I believe he's gonna be a dark, creepy monster character because like you see that picture he put. If you guys haven't seen it, go to his Twitter account. That picture he has on his uh, display picture. The only way you're putting Bray Wyatt into the uh, Dark Order is if you're really going to twist the Dark Order into another side of evil. They're going to be, they're not going to be the whole what they've been doing with the Fiend. That's not a thing. That's not going to be happening. Um, so if they're going to do something with with uh, Bray Wyatt, um, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be it's going to be turning the dark order into something evil, demonic, you know, making the dark order be dark, you know, pun intended. Uh see the in the in the, oh, in the Twitch chat or Twitch uh, Twitter chat. Uh Ant, what's going on, buddy? My buddy Anthony flying solo tonight. I am flying solo tonight. Uh, uh Tiffany is indisposed at the momento. So I'm doing it solo. Um do not bring back the creepers. Metal in the YouTube chat. Do not we're not bringing back the creepers. Absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> that's never going to be a thing ever again. Um, cause that was during a, a dark order era that no one kind of gave a shit about the dark order. Um, so yeah, if the only way the fiends or Bray Wyatt's coming in is if they're going to do like a really dark thing, I'm interested in that. That'd be really cool. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that's where the split is. Maybe they're, they're kind of like making it a smaller group. I mean, that's why they're kind of splitting up like Sylvan Reynolds are going to go out and do their own thing. Uh, maybe, Maybe it's just Uno and Grayson and Ten that kind of stick around with the Fiend. You know what I mean? It's going to be something cool. Uh, Ant and Chap was Cult of Wyndham. Wyatt, Bo, and Rowan. We'll see. I, I, I have full faith in whatever they're going to do. Because everyone that's debuted so far has been fantastic and has been great. So, I have full faith in whatever they do. Whatever, whatever unveils itself, we'll see. We'll see. Um... Kenny Omega and Christian had a really cool segment this week, too. Their in-ring promo. I think it was amazing. Like, Don Callis cut a very good promo, too. Like, Callis has gotten really better uh, on the mic, and he's been cutting some... Him and Kenny have been doing, like, some fantastic work promo-wise. Christian still got it promo-wise, too. Um, I love the whole Kenny doing the You Think You Know Me thing. Obviously, you know, play uh, a shot of Edge's the old theme song. Uh, Cutler with the spray stuff is absolutely hilarious. Absolutely love that. Um... We got to talk about one thing, though. I take a sip of water first. Got to talk about one thing. The Elite Hunter, which is Ant's favorite. I know he's watching Periscope. Ant is your favorite. I know it's your favorite there. The Elite Hunter. Frankie Zarin. Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian. I can speak. Frankie Kazarian. How long are we going to do this for? Like, how long is this going to continue? Like, what, what makes him the Elite Hunter? All he has done is come out and help with, like, brawls in the ring. Nothing he's done 
has made me sat here to believe me that he's an elite hunter. He has. There's there could have been so much better things with with this if they were gonna actually call him the elite hunter and do something with him. Um, the elite hunter would have been a lot better. Say they did this. Say like you know he starts picking them off one by one. Like he kidnaps Cutler, he beats the shit out of him. We don't see Cutler for a couple of weeks. He kidnaps one of the bucks, beats the shit out of him. Don't see him for a couple of weeks. Dex the other buck. Same thing. You know, you kind of run down everyone in the elite until you get to Kenny Omega. And then you do like a Frankie. They could have done this at All Out. They could have done like a Frankie Kazarian and, and, and Kenny Omega of All Out. I would have been happy with that. Because then you had the storyline of him being the elite hunter. Hunted everyone down in the elite till he got to Kenny. And then faced Kenny at All Out. Why are we calling him the elite hunter when he, all he's done is come out and just join in, in, big, in like big brawls in the ring? Like what? What? How is he the elite hunter? I oh, just oh man, I don't know. I don't know why he they continue this elite hunter nonsense. Um, if you're gonna call him the elite hunter, you you do a better job. You do a better job. You do what I just said. Had him like target all the elite, and then they could have built something for all out. I would have been okay with that. Literally, I would have been fine because Frankie can still go in the ring. The guy's still fantastic. There you go. You build something for Kenny at All Out. Because if you weren't going to do Hangman, they could have done it. Because I know they pulled an audible because it was supposed to be Hangman. And they pulled an audible when Punk came in. You could have done it from there. We, you have two shows to do this with. Like with Rampage starting. They could have done this all the way to All Out. And have Hangman and, and, and Frankie Kazarian for the belt. I would have been fine with that. I would have been completely fine with that. But they got to do something. And then they ended up dy- ended up dynamite this week. Interesting. I probably would have ended dynamite in another way. I don't know. It was the the show kind of felt like they it was structured a little bit different, and I probably would have ended it with something else. But uh, Brock Anderson, buddy, welcome to the Malachi graveyard. The entrance of Malachi Black though this is cool. So this was like the first like in stadium entrance I think we got from Malachi Black. Um, so that was pretty dope. Love that. Love that. Um, crowd very behind Malachi. But what do we do with Malachi from here? What do we do with Malachi Black from here? He's not booked for All Out. There's no space on All Out for him because All Out now has like 10 or 12 matches and you don't want to book any more. So I don't know what you do with Malachi Black. Maybe do something with Daniel Bryan. Maybe Daniel Bryan's just like a surprise appearance. Like Tony Schiavone is in the middle of the ring and announces that the new signee and Daniel Bryan comes to the ring, and then Malachi Black comes out and kicks Daniel Bryan's head off, and that sets up, you know, maybe a, a match for the Arthur Ashe Stadium show. I don't know. He's taking out all the Nightmare fame to quit your Yeah, so now what is he going to do? Dustin Rhodes now? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, obviously the, the, there's going to be a rematch. With Cody and Malachi Black, um, and I'm afraid that Cody's going to go over because I don't think that should happen. But uh, I don't know. Malachi, I feel like, should have had an all-out match. But, hey, we'll see. I, I really don't know what else to say, guys. Um, he is a big deal. Yeah, he is a huge deal. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the card right now, and I don't know where you would put him on the card. Because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches if you don't include the pre-show. Pre-show will be ten matches. 
if they slide one in there, sure. Because like, I don't see QT Marshall and Paul White taking more than two minutes. Uh, Moxley and Kojima, as much as Kojima can still go, that match shouldn't be longer than five to ten minutes. So they could maybe slip in another match in there. Um, I don't know. I feel like Malachi Black just should have been on the pay-per-view. Unless Malachi Black has like a... He comes to the ring and then Cody makes his big return. Regardless, I, I'm telling you right now, when Cody makes his return, he's going to get booed out of the building. He is going to get booed out of that building whenever he makes his return because people are waiting for Cody to just heel turn. He, they're just waiting for it. And you're not going to heel turn off of Malachi Black because Malachi Black is built as the heel. As much as he gets cheered, he is the heel in this situ- in this situation. So... Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Rampage again. I was watching Rampage this week, and it, it was filmed after Dynamite. There's going to be weeks where they do film it after Dynamite. I mean, the crowd you can tell was starting to get a little bit worn out. Um, I think we're going to see less of that because as of next week or this coming week, AW Dark will be filmed in a studio set. I forgot to mention. I forgot to get that news. So Dark, not Dark Elevation. Dark itself is going to be in a uh, a studio. So all the dark matches will be filmed from there and only elevation will be brought on the road. So there'll be more time for them to do a double rampage and dynamite and the crowd being, I guess, less tired because they were, they were hot, but like they weren't as hot as, uh, as they, they could have been. Um, they had Jurassic Express and Lucha Brothers. They had Miro in the ring when he dragged out Fuego. They had the beatdown with Eddie Kingston. Uh, Ty Conti and the Bunny had a really good match. Uh, both those women could be rightfully be world champion in their in their in their ways, man. Like they both of them are really good. Um, uh, Penelope Ford came back and helped the Bunny win, setting up you know just setting up some some uh, heat here going into the All Out Battle Royal. Um, and then Kenny and Brandon Cutler faced Christian and the Elite Hunter in the main event. Um, it was shown after if you guys seen the footage. I love how AW even posted it. Um, CM Punk came out after and, and, and talked to the crowd. And he said this one line that was the best. So he says, and this, I, I live for this line here because it's literally a line to wrestling Twitter. So he says, and if you like what you see, tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. And if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up. Well said. Music hit. Well said. What a way to send the crowd home happy. And very well said. Thank you, CM Punk, to say what's basically on everyone's mind here that watches this podcast and probably listens to it as well um, to wrestling Twitter. Because, man, wrestling Twitter is a cesspool and there's so much negativity and people are whiny babies on Twitter about wrestling in general. Um, oh, I didn't see. I still I still have to find a way to, to watch Heels. So... And it's telling me in the one chat there, I saw him on heels today. So you maneuvered from Periscope to uh, Twitch, I see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have to find a way to watch it up here. I got to find out how I'm supposed to watch it in Canada because I don't know if I get stars. Is that what it's on? Um, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll stream it with me. Oh, thank you, Heel. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. But, uh, yeah, Dynamite Rampage. Pretty solid week, guys. We're going into all-out week now. It's uh, all going to be in Chicago, all in the same arena. <laughs> Dynamite, Rampage, and all-out next Sunday. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great week. I can't wait to see what they have planned. Uh, both Dynamite and, and Rampage look stacked this week with the announced matches so far. And I'm looking forward to all-out. All-out has some like 
banger matches like oh guys it's going to be so much fun it is going to be so much fun this weekend uh or sorry next weekend hope you guys are all going to have fun um as for the predictions so i don't know yet with tiff i have to reconvene with her uh i'll tweet about it so make sure you guys are following the twitter page at all elite pod um we'll tweet when we're going to do the all-out predictions um I don't know what day of the week it's going to be. It's going to be before All Out this week, so you guys keep an eye on there. Um, and then it'll be, and then we're going to do the review. I believe I talked with Tiff. We're going to do the review Monday, so the Monday after All Out, Monday night, we're going to be back here. We're not going to do the Sunday night podcast. We're going to do it on Monday night instead, and do the review for All Out. And uh, it's going to be a good show, guys. It's going to be a good week. But uh, I appreciate you guys tuning into the live. All Elite Podcast today. I am doing it solo. I appreciate everyone that, uh, interacting in the live chat, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. We are live each and every single Sunday, except for next week, uh, but usually on Sunday nights at 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on the No Holds Bar Network, guys, which is your source for wrestling podcast content and more. Um, I am going to be doing, in about an hour's time, I will be doing my e-federation. So I do uh, do gaming. So I do have a Twitch channel, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash mastersgaming underscore. And what I do, I like to do this e-federation with the wrestling game WWE 2K19. So basically, I run a wrestling company called World of Wrestling. And it's with your created characters out there. You guys can create a character. Um, and then basically, I commentate. I don't control the game. I commentate the simulated matches. There's two shows. There's a Sunday night show and a Monday night show. Um and then, you know, we build up to pay It's basically my own wrestling universe that I control and I commentate and I play a character when I'm commentating. I'm more like a Mar Ronaldo type of character. Like, I get really into it on the commentary side. Um, but, yeah, that's what I what, uh, what I do on Sunday and Monday nights. So if you guys want to check that out, it's twitch.tv slash mastersgaming underscore. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the live podcast today. Uh, I, did, I tried my best doing it solo. I don't mind doing them solo. It just takes a little bit out of me, but I'll be okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you guys back here again. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at All Elite Pod. Thank you to everyone who's watching back, who's watching live. You audio listeners, thank you so much for listening on audio. We're available on audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor. Wherever you're getting your podcast, just search up the No Holds Bar Network. You'll get the All Elite Podcast there. If you're an Apple podcast listener, make sure you're giving us a five-star rating and letting us know what you guys think of the podcast. It really helps us in the charitable side of things and gets the podcast shown out there. And we get more fans and more interactions and more of you guys to chat with uh, AW about. Um, also on YouTube, if you guys hit the like button, please, that helps us in the algorithm on YouTube and subscribe to the channel, especially the like button, guys. Smash that like button and then sharing it on social medias. Um, that helps with the YouTube algorithm as well. Um, so I, I, I wonder if I can type it. I don't know if I can type in this chat here, Isaac. But if you go to twitch.tv uh, slash masters gaming, so all one word, and then put an underscore at the end, then you'll find my channel. If not, go to my Twitter cha- my Twitter cha- uh, Twitter page at Real Kyle Masters, and you can find it through there. Um, that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for watching live here and tuning into the All Elite Podcast. We'll be back next time with the All out predictions and you know how we do here on the podcast we let our good friend kenny omega sign us off so kenny away goodbye and good night back